Hey everyone, I'm Brett from LeapWorks. In today's episode, I read a post from our blog about email. You'll hear me talk about email deliverability. Most every business has a newsletter, but it can take some work to deliver it to reader inboxes instead of their spam folders. I like this topic because it helps to solve a problem shared by a lot of businesses. There are a few detailed guides on the web about email deliverability, and they all tend to focus on troubleshooting and lack broader strategic thinking to set email up correctly in the first place. Here are three major takeaways from this episode. One, you'll learn what it means when you have one website, but possibly many email providers sending email as your domain. Two, you'll learn about the different types of DNS records that will help keep you out of reader spam folders, and you'll learn how to implement them. Don't worry, it's not too technical, I promise. Three, you'll learn the value of subdomains when you use many providers to send email as your domain. If you like this, visit us on the web at leapworks.io or hit us up on Twitter at twitter.com slash leapworks underscore io. All right, let's get started. How to Master Email Deliverability by me, Brett Carmichael. Whether you're starting a company or starting a newsletter, email deliverability is important. You need your email to reach your recipient's inbox. In this guide, you'll learn techniques to get your email to reader inboxes and keep them out of spam folders. First, use the domain that you own. Lots of businesses start small. It might be tempting to send email from a free Gmail account, but you should avoid it. Free email providers like Gmail and Hotmail are great for personal use. They're inappropriate for business use, though. They lack professional appeal and erode consumer confidence. If you're using a Gmail address to send a newsletter, your email is more likely to land in a recipient spam folder than is an email from a domain that you own. Spammers love to use Gmail addresses. They're free and infinitely disposable. When enough email from a Gmail address is categorized as spam, the spammer simply throws away the old email address and creates a new one. As a well-meaning business who's using a Gmail address, you'll have to overcome your recipient's initial distrust when they first receive your email. Using a domain that you own is a first step to improving your email deliverability. Buying a domain is easy, and you can choose from a number of domain registrars that sell them. Hover is the best one. Its pricing is simple and transparent. It doesn't try to upsell customers on services that you don't need. Second, use a premium email provider. Businesses that own their own domains also tend to have their own websites. Web hosting companies will often provide free email to their customers. Don't use it. If for some reason you need to change hosting providers, migrating your email to a new web host will be a significant hurdle. It's best to separate your hosted email from your web hosting. In using a premium email provider, you benefit from improved security and a number of additional features. If you're someone who loves and uses Gmail, Google's own G Suite is easily your best option. With plans starting at $6 a month, G Suite delivers the experience you already know and includes Google's Office Productivity Suites, Drive, Docs, Sheets, Slides, and other applications. For many, Microsoft delivers the best mix of user experience and capabilities you prefer. Office 365 comes with both web applications and desktop apps. It includes Outlook, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and others, not to mention cloud storage, which Google also has. However, plans that provide email hosting, which you want, start at $12.50 a month, more than twice the cost of Google G Suite, so have that in mind. Email deliverability starts at your web host. You have one web host and one email host. However, you can send email from several providers. For example, though you may host your email on Google's G Suite, 
You might also use MailChimp to send a newsletter. On top of that, you might use a service like Amazon SES to send email. Already there, you have three distinct services sending email as you and on your behalf. For each provider that sends email as your domain, you need to create corresponding DNS entries at your web host. These DNS entries act as approval for the email service to send email as you. In the absence of that approval, anyone could send email as your domain, with or without your permission. In fact, this happens a lot. There's a term for it. When a spammer impersonates a valid entity, it's called spoofing. Making DNS entries at your web host doesn't actually stop anyone from pretending to be you. Instead, the entries function together as approvals for allowed email providers. Recipient email providers inspect messages for approval traits when processing new email. When you send messages that lack the necessary DNS records as approvals, you have problems with email delivery. Your recipient never sees the message because it lands squarely in their spam folder. For each email provider that you use, you need to create two to three DNS records at your web host. This may sound complicated, but web hosts make it super easy. And email providers like Google, Microsoft, and MailChimp all provide easy to follow instructions. They each have incentive for your email to reach its intended recipient. Most help you verify that you've correctly created any given DNS entry. First one is an SPF record. SPF stands for Sender Policy Framework. Don't feel like you have to remember that. It's critical to email delivery though, remember that. For example, if you're using MailChimp for your newsletter and don't add an SPF type DNS record for MailChimp, you can all but guarantee that your newsletter will be routed directly to your reader spam folder. The SPF record tells email providers, I've allowed MailChimp to send email as me. The next important DNS record is called a DCAM record. DCAM stands for Domain Keys Identified Mail. Again, don't feel like you have to remember that. It adds a message level signature to every email. When an email is sent, it's signed with a private key. On the receiving side, the mail server validates the signature with a public key, which is the DKIM type DNS record that you'll add at your web host. Where combined with an SPF record, DKIM delivers a strong signal that your email is legitimate. You don't have to understand how this works, just that more email providers are starting to require DKIM. This sounds complicated, but your email provider will make this easy. You simply copy the DCAM value it gives to you, then you paste the same value as a DNS record at your web host. The next record is DMARC, and it's pretty cool. DMARC doesn't actually do anything. Well, it does, but more on that later. It produces reporting and stands for Domain Message Authentication Reporting. Just like all the other acronyms in this article, don't feel like you need to remember that one either. DMARC tells you where SPF and DCAM records are working and where they're not. You'll need this for a couple of reasons. First, if someone is emailing people and pretending to be you, you'll want to stop this. This is especially true if you work in financial services where bad actors might fish for your client's data. Second, if you're sending messages that are missing SPF or DCAM, you'll want to fix them and DMARC reporting will help you identify those. Your readers might not be getting your email, and your domain reputation might be taking a hit and hurting your email deliverability. Your domain reputation matters because it determines whether your emails go to the inbox or go to the spam folder. When your reputation takes damage, it can take months to repair. During that time, customers won't be getting your email. How to set up DMARC reporting. DMARC reporting is ugly. Luckily, there's a service called Postmark that makes it easy to set up and provides attractive DMARC reporting for free. 
When creating a DMARC type DNS record as your web host, you'll have the option of three different policy types. In the DMARC record, there's the text P equals. That P stands for policy. So the first policy is none. The none policy provides no instructions to receiving mail servers. If you send an email that's missing DKIM or SPF, the receiving mail record will handle it however it wants. This is where you should start. It's DMARC reporting only. It just tells you what's happening, what emails are getting sent as your domain, and who's sending them. The next policy is quarantine. If an email you send is missing an SPF or DKIM record, the mail server will quarantine it. This usually means that your message will automatically be moved to spam by the mail server. There is little reason to ever use this policy. P equals reject. This policy is the more severe of the three. If an email you send is missing SPF or DKIM, the receiving mail server will refuse to accept it. It won't go into the recipient's spam folder. The recipient won't get it at all. This is where you should end after months of DMARC reporting. So after you know where all your email is going and who's sending your email, then you can say, okay, if it doesn't have SPF or DKIM, I want it to be rejected because chances are it's somebody else pretending to be me that's sending the email. So what to do with the reports that you receive? Postmark will send you weekly DMARC reports. If you see email providers that are failing SPF or DKIM, fix them. Just look up their instructions and they'll have documentation on how to get that done. If you need some help, reach out to the email vendor. If you see a provider that you don't use, that might be a spammer trying to spoof you. Even if you've fixed any issues, continue with your report-only policy of none for a few months. You never know. There could be a late straggler. Maybe there's some email that you send like once a quarter or once a year. Once you're satisfied that SPF and DKIM are aligned for every email that you send, change your policy to reject. When someone next tries to spoof you, the recipient email server will reject the spam or phishing email. This is great, especially if you work in a field that deals with NPI data, non-public information where real harm could be done to one of your customers if they're tricked into providing confidential information to someone pretending to be you. DMARC helps protect your sending domain reputation and achieve a high rate for email deliverability. Use subdomains to prevent email deliverability problems. The email sender reputation for a subdomain differs from the reputation of another subdomain and your root domain. The subdomain news.example.com has a reputation that differs from example.com. Take advantage of this and use a different subdomain for each type of email you send. Most businesses send regular person-to-person -person email from their root domain. Example.com. There's little risk of the root domain being flagged as spam because the emails are used to conduct day-to-day -day business between people who often know each other. Emails of this nature are not sent to masses of recipients. For this reason, it would be catastrophic for the root domain, business class, or operational emails to be blacklisted as spam. It could bring work to a complete halt. Newsletter type emails get marked as spam all the time. It's not good to expose your root domain to that kind of risk. Use a different subdomain for each class of email that you send. The practice is instructive to receiving mail servers and helps them understand the email they're processing. Importantly, it also compartmentalizes your risk. That's a good thing. Should email deliverability suffer in one place, it doesn't have to suffer everywhere. The email address hello at news.example.com. Use a subdomain like news for your newsletter. The email address hello at cart.example.com. 
use a subdomain like cart for transactional emails. Your name at chat.example.com. Use a subdomain like chat if you have a chat widget on your website that will send conversation histories to your visitors. Your subdomains do not have to follow this exact format. These are just examples of different use cases for subdomains. And finally, use your root domain for day-to-day -day work like emailing coworkers and contacts at other companies. Your name at example.com. Next, and this is more important than you think, be a good email citizen. If you want people to read your email, create value for your recipients. The more value you create, the more engagement you'll get. We wrote a whole guide on this topic to help you. Read our email marketing guide for brand building for some ideas. It's full of them. Next, focus on engagement. The number of recipients on your mailing list is not a badge of honor. What matters is how many people read your email. Aim for high engagement. That's what helps secure good email deliverability. Two companies send a newsletter. The first company sends its newsletter to 1,000 subscribers, and 10 people read it. The second company sends its newsletter to 100 subscribers, and 30 people read it. The second newsletter is more effective than the first newsletter. It reaches three times as many readers with only a tenth of the total subscribers. Which brings us to the next topic. Clean up your list. If people aren't reading your email, remove them from your mailing list. Alternatively, move them to a new segment and send them mail less frequently. Don't keep sending people emails they don't read. Providers like Gmail are smart. When a person routinely deletes messages from the same sender without first reading them, Gmail picks up on that. It will start helping the recipient by automatically moving emails from you to the spam folder. Since it's far easier to get into the spam folder than to get out, it's better that you respond to unengaged recipients by removing them from your list and protecting your domain reputation and email deliverability. When you have a lot of people moving you to spam, Gmail will start to assume that all the email you send is spam to everyone. Make unsubscribing easy. Companies do a poor job at this. If a recipient wants to unsubscribe from your mailing list, let them unsubscribe. They're not reading your email anyway. When a recipient can't unsubscribe, you're at best creating a negative association with your brand. At worst, you're creating the same negative association, plus you're forcing the recipient to repeatedly mark your email as spam. This not only damages trust, but it's something called a dark pattern, a topic we may visit in the future. Give people a choice. Lots of businesses collect email addresses in person by exchanging business cards. If that description fits your business, ask the people you meet if you can add them to your mailing list. Or ask them in a thank you note after you meet them. Avoid adding people to your list without their permission. Great email deliverability is one part technology know-how and one part behavior. Get both parts right and your recipients will receive your email. With a little patience, you can do it and your effort will pay dividends to your business.